Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is August 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Welcome into this Wednesday edition. It, it is Wednesday, so you know what that means. We talk Dirty Birds. We've got coming up here in the next few minutes from the Dirty Birds, Eden Douglas. She's the marketing guru for the team. She'll join me and get me caught up on everything that's happening in the capital city. And by the way, I haven't mentioned this to her since last week, but last week when Heard That matched up with Best Virginia in the TBT, we took sides. Eden took the side of Best Virginia. I, of course, representing Heard That. She said she was going to text me after the game. Well, that didn't happen. She didn't text me. I text her. We're going to remind her of that coming up tonight. We'll have a little fun with her. Of course, heard that in action tonight. Taking on Team Heartfire. That's at 7 o'clock. The TBT tonight. Semifinals in Philadelphia. You know what we're all hoping for. We're hoping that heard that gets the win, obviously. Then we want to see Friday beers go down the Bleed Green. Now, Bleed Green, the North Texas alumni team, we want to see Heard That take on North Texas alumni team, win that, claim the million dollars. We all go home happy. That's going to be exciting, I think, for the next couple of days if Heard That can get to the championship game. But going where no team from West Virginia has gone before, Heard That representing the state in the semifinals tonight in Philadelphia. Baseball action earlier today. We had it right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. It was the Tigers getting the victory over the Pirates 6-3. Tough loss for the Pirates. They had a chance, actually, in in the ninth. They had a chance. Unfortunately, couldn't get it done. It would have been interesting to see the comeback be complete, but still some better play from the Pirates going down today 6-3. And... 8.05 tonight in Chicago, if you've got the stomach for it. The Cubs beat the Reds yesterday, 20-9. Series continuing tonight. Maybe we'll see another drubbing. Maybe we'll see some more runs. I don't know. But it was kind of crazy, 20-9. I don't think I've seen too many games with 29 runs. A few, but nothing comes to mind recently. But 20 runs on the Reds. Not a good look for the Reds. Our text line is open this hour. We will do that. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. That's how we get to talk to you today. The text line always open. Of course, you can find me on Twitter 
X, whatever we're calling it, whatever Elon says I have to call it. He calls it X. I call it Twitter. I'm there. Username is at Pulse1. It's not dying. Hasn't gone away anytime soon. All the other cool new social media networks haven't taken off. So I'm there. I'm with you on Twitter. You can find me there at Paul Swan X Twitter. You call it what you call it. Just find me there. And if you would, give me a follow as well. I would appreciate that to add to uh, our growing family of people that we talk to on a daily basis. So something else is coming up a little bit later on in the program. I want to mention this. We didn't talk much about it yesterday because I knew she was coming on the show today. Macy Mayjoy, you know, the first ever Sunbelt Conference champion for Marshall and then the second ever Sunbelt Conference champion for Marshall, individual or team. She was named a Sunbelt Conference representative for NCAA Woman of the Year. So we're going to talk to her about 5.30, give or take. Macy's always fun to talk to. I look forward to it every time. She's a great person. She's had a tremendous career. This has been an outstanding season for her. So we're going to talk to her about what this means, what she is, um, what she's thinking right now. Even just to be nominated as a... Um, as a representative for NCAA Woman of the Year, that's a pretty big deal. And to have her name among those really talented, really successful, high-level athletes, that's going to be a big feather in her cap for many years to come. And if we've got time, we'll get into what's happening today. I've been keeping an eye on some of the stories that have been happening. You know, Florida State, that's been an interesting story. They might be looking to get out. They don't like the way the revenue distribution is happening in the ACC. And honestly, right now, the way it's all stacking up, it's back and forth, 1-1A, and Big Ten SEC, 1-1A. Those are your power two. And then... The third spot's up for grabs. Could be the Big 12, could be the ACC. Just depends, but the Big 12's probably going to end up taking that three spot if the ACC doesn't get its act together. And then you've got the Pac-12, and the carcass is being picked over as we speak because now there's conversation. You know, the Big 12 could be a little bit more proactive and add sort of that block with Arizona, Utah, And so the Big Ten, maybe they're going to expand, maybe they're not, but Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal on the list, potentially been vetted already. So those talks are heating back up. We'll get into that. And, of course, thankfully, all of this is happening with the West Coast conferences because what's the Pac-12 to do? I don't see the Pac-12 trying to reconstitute itself. What's left? You're going to try to pick apart the ACC? You're going to try to maybe grab some teams there. You're going to try to pick some teams off the Americans roster. I think the Pac-12 is basically going to be a reconstituted in different form Mountain West maybe. It's interesting to keep an eye on this. This stuff's never going to end. 
It's never going to end. Eventually, we're going to have, at best, three really powerful, huge conferences. And then it's going to be up to a league like the Sun Belt to try to put us in a position to be relevant, to be not necessarily the biggest kid on the block, but a player. And if the American gets picked over a little bit, maybe the Sun Belt's got a shot. I don't know. If the American starts getting picked over, would the Sun Belt hold its ground, try to be the, the aggressor, add a couple of teams? I've seen East Carolina's name bandied about on social. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Who knows? But we've got some interesting things to get into as college football season heating up. And you know what? Today's going to be a fun diversion because first up, we're going to talk to Eden Douglas from the Charleston Dirty Birds here in the next few minutes. And then later on, Macy Majoy is going to join us, named a Sunbelt Conference representative for NCAA Woman of the Year. That's a huge honor. We'll talk to her later on the program as well. We will get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, after all the smack that Eden was talking about, heard that last week, please rub it in. Hey, look, Eden Douglas is with us from the Charleston Dirty Birds. Hello, I'm here. How are you doing? You good? Good, how are you? I'm great. Um, So, last week we we ended off on the wrong foot because, you know, you made the mistake to choose Best Virginia Overheard That. And the TBT, and I told you that you were making a mistake. You didn't believe me, and so now here we are. I, I know. Here we are. Here we but, are. You know, I hope they pull it out for the state. That's that's what I'm hoping for now. Okay, that's that's a better tone. That's a better. You were talking some serious <laughs> trash last week, though. I mean, do you want to you want to you want to explain yourself? No, that's okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I have a mountaineer through and through. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm starting school back there again in a couple weeks. So, are you? Um, may I ask, what are you going back for? Uh, continuation of yeah. uh, education, or you know, something different? Yeah, I'm going back there to uh, get a master's in uh, integrated marketing communication. So, uh, the Reed College of Media is my home, so I'm going back. I'm, I'm doing it remote, so I'll still be in Charleston and working. But uh, I'm excited to be a Mountaineer again. That's fantastic. So, uh, congratulations to you on that, and of course. You get to be a Dirty Bird still. You'll be getting us updated every week on what's happening with the Dirty Birds, even though your TBT, um, hang, not so good there. I, I'm just kind of curious, though, what was the press box like? Because I know there were some back and forth right between certain members of the press box, some rooting for Heard That, some rooting for Best Virginia. How, did it end okay? Any any fatalities? Yeah, yeah, it did. It it was fine, but what's really funny is our PA. He is, I mean, he's the PA for most martial events too. So we're like we're we're required to wear Dirty Birds polo and attire for games. And the next day, he came in in a martial shirt, and I said, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything to him. He deserves, and he has the right to wear that today. <laughs> nice. 
So Eden Douglas is with us from the Charleston Dirty Birds. And look, you made an impression last week. You know, I had a couple of people texting in, you know, wanting me to make sure you knew about the game. And you knew, but you're rooting for her that now, and that's great. And, of course, we're rooting for the Dirty Birds. You've got a lot going on with the Dirty Birds. Start us out, Eden. You've got a pretty big weekend of events happening. Yeah, next Tuesday. Um, so the guys have been out of the town all week for the 1st of August. Uh, and they're back in town on the 8th on Tuesday night, which is our, I believe it's our third or fourth annual um, African-American Heritage Night. <clears throat> um, it's always a big deal. It's always really awesome. We have so many amazing sponsors that are able to provide us with the opportunity to give free tickets out to a bunch of kids. Um, the Greater Canal Valley Foundation has given away 400 books that night. Um, we've got, I mean, there's just so fiction. So you think you can dance winter is coming. He'll be here that night too. Uh, gates open at five thirty, So we're hoping to have a lot of people come out and, and join us for this night. We're doing a uh, special bat auction that'll happen. Uh, so the game used bats, they're specially designed, um, which is pretty cool. They're red and black and green. They look awesome. I'll say that. They look absolutely amazing. Um, and those will be auctioned off, and all the proceeds will benefit step-by-step West Virginia. Um, the pregame entertainment starts at 535, and it does not stop until game time. So there is a lot going on on Tuesday night. I got to ask, since you're going to have someone there from if you think you can dance, right? I got yeah, yeah. I got that. Will there be a possible dance off? Will Eden Douglas be out there challenging? I will not be because I have seen the way fiction dances and he won season ten for a reason, so that is something I will stay away from. My cheerleading and dance days are long over. <laughs> okay. My next question is then, as someone who has considerable power within the organization, will you be sending some interns out to their doom? I will not. I will not. He is going to do an inning break uh, with us, some entertainment-wise for him to dance. So i got to think of something, but I really don't want to put my staff through that because he is really good. I mean, you know, you could put your PA announcer out there, get a little quiet revenge on him. I, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben will probably yeah, I, uh, will probably let me know about this now, but you, you could put him out there and – or you know what? Some some wonderful fan could come out there and meet their doom. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely thinking of something. So that he will be dancing pregame. He's got a twenty minute set starting at five forty or five fifty. Um, and then we'll do something in game with him too. He's he's awesome. He sent us a video uh, promoting the night too, so we're really excited to have him. Cool, looking forward to it. And, of course, uh, all the festivities that are happening in Charleston. And, of course, the Dirty Birds get their own piece of it. And then we get closer to all the fun things that we know and have come to love, including the fireworks and everything as the season's progressing. And how do you feel about the team now? Where um, where are you at as far as how you feel about this season? Um, I mean, we're still looking good. Uh, we are second in the South Division for this half, I believe. Um, I think we're about two two wins behind. But we won in Lancaster last night, so we're looking for another win again tonight. Um, so the team looks good, and the team, they, they just got a really good vibe going. Like, they, they look good on the field, um, but they, the clubhouse is just, it's just awesome. I mean, they we have such a good group of guys. 
Um, always willing to stop and talk to fans. We've got a couple guys who go out middle of the game and who will go up in the suites and talk to people in the suites and talk to fans in the stands. So we just have a really, really good group of guys. And I have to give credit to our manager, Billy. He does a great job of with fan involvement, which is what we're all about here. And, of course, it helps that the team's been winning and in the hunt. That keeps a lot of fans maybe engaged that do come out. Maybe not so much for all the other fun things, but actually the baseball on the field. And it's great that the Dirty Birds are uh, are competitive and on top of everything else that's been happening with the Dirty Birds. So, uh, hey, it's been a good season so far. I mean, second half, you, yeah. you got a shot. It has. It has. I mean, attendance is up, which is awesome. And then on Sunday, uh, we we have not had an in-person mascot here in probably three years. And on Sunday, we did a big reveal. It was a surprise to everyone. And we now have an in-person mascot. Um, Dusty is our in-person mascot, and he was revealed on Sunday. He's been making some appearances since then, and he is he's here. He will be here for every game now. So that, that's another exciting feature that we're happy to have. Okay, so Dusty, and that's all the photos of Dusty. And he looks like already a winner with the kids. Oh, he is, for sure. We thought some kids were going to be scared, but they're not. He's he's a fun little bird. <laughs> so does that mean we're going to see Dusty come down to Huntington, maybe? Hang out at the Marshall game, maybe? Maybe. We're we're working on some things. Um, he He's awesome. I mean, he, his story is just amazing, and uh, we've done a really good job with another company that we work with on developing who he is and who his identity is, because... A lot of people don't know where our team name comes from. Um, they see Dirty Birds and they think it's funny, but really it's an appreciation to the coal miners and the blue-collar workers and those canaries that were in the coal mines saved lives. And that's who Dusty is. And we really wanted to represent um, his who he is and his brand and our brand. And it's really exciting. So fans will be able to see a video um, every game that'll describe who Dusty is, and then he'll come out uh, and drive around, and then he'll be out the rest of the game. So we're super excited to have that rolling now. How do you brand him to the kids? Because that's a story that older kids, adults, obviously can understand. But how do you brand Dusty to the kids, or is it too soon, you think? Because uh, it's a fascinating story. It really is. Yeah, no, so we, we thought about that. Um, and we were thinking, like, what is something unique and what is something that he did? And we were struggling to think of something, but then we thought, what does a bird do? And a bird sings. Um, that's exactly what a bird does. And I know it sounds silly, but when the canaries, when those birds went down into the mines, they sang. And then when they came back up, they sang. So in the video and, like, describing who Dusty is, we said that he sings. So that was that was part of our draw for kids was uh, that he sings and then just really like getting him out there into the community to say like that, you know, we want to be involved We're we are the Dirty Birds. We're in Charleston. Um, it's family friendly environment and him having his own introduction every game, I think also will help um, fans and kids get really involved with him. Any hostility between him, and the Toastman, because, of course, Everyone thinks the Toastman is the mascot of Charleston baseball. With with, with Dusty now, I mean, has the Toastman you know understood that maybe he's being supplanted? Well, yeah, how's that relationship? Yeah, no, no hard feelings there. Uh, Rod actually narrated the video for Dusty, so they're they're pretty tight. 
I have a point, though. A lot of people think that he is the mascot of, of, of all Charleston baseball. He does, and I will say he is. I mean, there's people that uh, who uh, they ask who the Toastman is, and someone's like, you just have to go to a game. And when they come to a game, they, they think that he is. And then if you know Charleston baseball, you automatically think of the Toastman. So um, he's definitely a valuable and very important part of baseball here. Um, but he's his own brand. I'll say that. He is his own brand. Toastman is his own. Uh, and then Dusty is ours. So... Eden Douglas is with us from the Charleston Dirty Birds. So that gives me an idea. Some of them you've rejected and some of them you've actually thought are good. So we're going to see where I fall on this one. Charleston Toasters. You know, have it be a Toastman night. Charleston Toasters. I mean, I don't hate it. But okay. our theme nights this year are over. I'll say that. I know, but we can do next year. I'm just, I'm just putting in Because you got to get the jerseys ordered, of course. And I know how you are with your product. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I am someone who takes that very seriously, so it takes me a long time to design. But I will say that the toast section, he has his faithful that come to every single game, and they actually got jerseys, jerseys designed with their names on the back and wear them almost every game. So the toast section has their own uniform. Okay. I still think the Charleston Toasters, that would be a fantastic just one night for the Toastman, the Toasters. I like it. I like it. Good deal. Good. I'm so I'm a little I'm above fifty percent. I think at least with the ideas. I'm hoping I, I'm ho- I I know I can't be a hundred percent, but I'm hoping I'm at least above fifty or sixty. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Eden Douglas is with us. Always good to have Eden with us. She's always down to have fun because that's what minor league baseball is all about. Win, lose, or draw. If you can't come out to the ballpark and have a good time, then well, you know. There's something wrong, and you never go home not having a good time at the Dirty Birds. So we'll talk to you next week. I'm excited because we're getting down to the home stretch here soon. As You know, football season's happening soon, but let's not forget, baseball's still going on really strong right now and um, all the baseball's fun. Baseball's still going on, but I will point this out to everyone. On September 2nd and on September 16th, we will have those games on the video board in game as much as we can so be sure to come to our game but because we will have the game one too <laughs> okay so i'm just curious how's that going to work are you going to split screen them i don't i don't have both schedules in front of me <laughs> so if there's any conflict you know if we if we have some downtime in between innings those games will be on the video board okay so you'll be flipping back and forth i know which game you'll be watching you got that right. Eden Douglas, always a pleasure to have her with us from the Charleston Dirty Birds. We'll get you back on next week. Hey, again, congratulations going back to uh, continue your education. Um, I know someone who has uh, been through that program, and uh, it was amazing for her, and she's having a successful career, so I wish the same for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Eden Douglas, everyone from the Charleston Dirty Birds, we have got coming up a representative of the Sun Belt, For NCAA Woman of the Year, that's Macy Mayjoy. When we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Wednesday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's a pleasure to welcome to the program now. She's had several appearances this season. 
and she continues to find ways to do things successfully and earn more accomplishments. And this time, this one's pretty big. Macy Majoy has been named a Sunbelt Conference representative for NCAA Woman of the Year. And Macy joins us now on the program. And Macy, as we were talking off air, you're just looking for ways now to come back on the radio. You can come in anytime, but winning stuff's cool too. Yeah, I just I just miss Marshall so much, and I'm I just keep trying to find my way back in, you know. So, what were you feeling when you found out you were you're named a representative for the Sun Belt for this honor? I was extremely happy. I uh, I don't have my phone much throughout the day due to work, and so I like was on my lunch break, and I got this text from David O'Leary, and I was like oh my gosh, and I'm telling my coworkers and stuff like that. And it was just such an exciting feeling because I, they had, they told me about the nomination about, about maybe like a month ago, a little over a month ago or so. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I wasn't really sure what all entailed or anything. And um, we went through the process of like applying and all that. And I was just so thrilled to find out. And I am just so blessed to be able to represent Marshall like this in this way at this high of caliber. So what do you understand about what this is, the NCAA Woman of the Year? Obviously, it's pretty significant. But for someone who's never heard of this before and just found out, hey, she's been nominated for this, great. What is it? What have you been told? What do you know about this honor? So from my knowledge, it's, it's a very prestigious honor to get. Um, so what happens, to my knowledge, is that uh, every conference in the NCAA gets to pick I, I believe two people like that's through divisions one two and three and so then those people are like the nominees and then I believe it's like the top 30 that get picked um to be like moved on in the process but basically uh universities will pick women that have performed good like not only like athletically but also like in their academics too they're out in the community giving back to every or giving back to people um so i i think it's such a great honor and i um it's it's great to represent marshall in this way like i said um and it's it's just it's just such a blessing i just i miss i've been missing marshall a lot lately so being honored for this is just so rewarding and i i'm excited to see where it goes and you mentioned it. It's not just what you've done on the on the track, the field, the field of play, wherever you know you may compete. It's also about what you've done academically, your service and leadership. You know those things go into it a lot, and those are things that probably define you because they spell out pretty accurately what you do what you've done at marshall university you weren't just an athlete you were involved in other aspects and you were very successful in the classroom as well so you know this is a pretty big deal and i think maybe people don't understand what this is this isn't just like a player of the year award or anything like that or an athlete of the year i mean this is the entire package that the ncaa is honoring absolutely i uh i have made it i made it a goal throughout my time at Marshall to like get out and be active like not only not only like as an athlete but I want to get out there like my 
like my academics were just as important to me as my athletics. So like maintaining good grades is always super important to me. And I joined uh, the Criminal Justice Honor Society at Marshall it's called Amplified Sigma. I was part of that um, the past three years and served as president for two of those years. Um, so I just, I really just try to make my mark at Marshall, not even just like, like I said, athletically, but also like academically and just in the community. Our, uh, the Honor Society we did, I helped plan a lot of like community service activities. We would do like trash cleanups around Huntington. We do canned food drives, stuff like that. Um, it was really important to me to just make our organization stand out because the organization is actually, um, it's kind of, it's, I want to say it's difficult to get into, but you have to have, it's an honor society. So you have to have at least like a 3.3 GPA to get into it. But when you get into it, you automatically qual qualify for a higher pay scale, like for like federal pay. So if you want to do a federal job, you get a automatically start higher with being a part of that organization. Um, so I like my biggest thing was just to kind of like lead by example. And I, I really hope I can inspire people to like get out there in the community and um, just give back to give back to others because that's just as important. So now we sit and wait. Uh, is there any other process? I mean, now that you are a nominee, uh, you know, is there something that you have to do? Is there an interview process? Is there anything you've been told that uh, outside of lobbying for yourself, you know, what's the process next? Or you just sit and wait and hope? I just sit and wait and hope. I, I have not uh, heard of anything or I haven't heard like what's next in the process. So uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully I hear something soon. Uh, like I said, I'm, yeah, I'm not really sure what happens next, but um, I'm just excited to be a nominee, and I'm very blessed. Maybe they should have a pole vault contest just to, just to settle this. <laughs> what do you think? You think you, you got a shot in that? Oh, oh for sure. I mean, it's, it's, been a, it's been a little bit since I've jumped, but I, I think I could pick a pole back up and jump pretty high still. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know, will um, will you pursue that as a, a leisurely activity uh, in um, you know in years to come, or is the poll been put away for the last time? What do you what are you feeling right now? Oh, I I've been missing it so much lately. Honestly, um, it's it's something that is not a leisure activity. I wish it was. You know, if it's, it's it's not like golf where you can just go buy golf clubs and go to a golf course. Like, holes are expensive and it's hard to find a place to go. But it's always going to have a place in my heart. So I think the pool is hung up for at least for now. Um, I'm thinking in the future though. I want to like I want to give back my skills. I want to maybe maybe try to coach a little bit someday uh, if my like time allows. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping maybe Sunday or even, like, down the road whenever I have a family, like, get my kids involved in pole vaulting. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to try to find a way to keep it in my life, but I just don't think I want to be doing it anymore, unfortunately. Do you think as now the um, – as a representative of the Sun Belt for NCAA Woman of the Year – and also the first ever Sunbelt champion, Marshall University, and the second ever Sunbelt champion at Marshall University. They, we can't get you a pole vault, a pole for Marshall. We can't just hand you one. I mean, can we? I mean, that would be that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> just sit with me everywhere. 
I'm just serious. <laughs> if so, only poles could break down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, how, how we transport that? You got to put that on top of your roof here. You know, how are we transporting that? <laughs> whenever, whenever I would transport them, I'd actually put them on the side of my car. So I had these, like, I have pole clips that I put on the side of my car. And so I just have the poles on top of them. And you, I would get the funniest looks when I'm driving. Like, people will stop and stare. They're like, what in the world are those? Because... I wouldn't always have, like, a bag. I wouldn't always have them in a bag. So, like, they're just sticking out. Even in the bag, people are really confused. But it's funny to see the looks on people's faces. Okay, I need to visualize this a little bit better. So, um, yeah, <laughs> don't I don't give don't give me make of your vehicle. Let's not give that kind of information out. But yeah, are we talking yeah. uh, small, medium, midsize, large vehicle? What, what are you What are you driving? Something small? I, I drive a pretty small car. So the, the way that the clips work is that they, like, I don't know how to explain it. They go, like, they go in your window. So you put them in your window, you roll the windows up, and it's, like, kind of like a like a platform, I guess, that you just, like, lay the, like a shelf, kind of. It's I mean, it's really small, but you just lay it on there, and then you strap them in. And they hold pretty well, and then the the cu- they like suction cup to the windows. So yeah, they're sometimes they're longer. I think they're usually longer than my car. Actually, now that I think about it. Okay, and so now you're driving down the road, and <laughs> you have this long pole attached to your vehicle as you drive. Is it fair to say it looks like, um, yeah, you're familiar with jousting, right? Does it look like you're doing the car version of jousting? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Okay, so let me get this visual going here. Macy Mayjoy was with us here, <laughs> um, all-world pole vaulter from Marshall University, transports the uh, the pole. You take the pole, <laughs> attach it to your vehicle. You look like you're, you're car jousting now. How does that impact <laughs> how you drive? I mean, do you have to, like, maybe take right turns only? Does that change how you <laughs> navigate? Explain that to me. Actually, it doesn't. Like, I mean, as long as I'm just, like, yeah, it doesn't really change the way that I drive. I mean, the biggest thing is just being cautious of people around me because, like, if someone, like, if someone rear-ends me, I mean, their poles might go, my poles might go through their windshield. Um, but even, like, in front of me, like, I I don't have them sticking out very far, like, in the front, at least. So, um yeah, no, I really don't have to change the way that I drive, actually, now, like, thinking about it, which is nice. Okay, can you go to a, through a drive-thru? Maybe you're going somewhere with your pole and you're you're kind of hungry. Can you get through a drive-thru okay? <laughs> I mean... Oh, yeah, I've done that a few times, and I, the workers are probably so confused. I've had a few people be like, what, what are those? I'm like, oh, they're just my pole, pole, pole. <laughs> Do you go to the same place? Uh, is, you know, is, it, is there a theme here? You're, you're going to... Taco Bell, where are you going here? I'm curious now. Um, I think there was one time I went through like a McDonald's, and I don't know. It's usually like because I'd usually be driving because I'd sometimes take poles home from Huntington to my house up in northern Ohio. So I'm driving like four and a half hours with these, with these things on the side of my car. So I mean, I I stop at different places, but it's usually just like McDonald's or something, and just go through the drive-through real quick because I don't want to like stop during my drive really. So just the fastest thing I could think of. <laughs> yeah, people in the drive-thru are probably like, what in the world? 
And all because you can't really have a collapsible pole. That's kind of counterintuitive to the reason why the pole exists. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish they were collapsible. That's pretty cool. But, no, they they would definitely break in half. The Air Force actually has, like, broken poles in half before. Thank goodness that's never happened to me. And knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't happen to, like, anyone uh in the near future, at least, or just in general, hopefully it doesn't happen to anyone else. But, um, yeah, people or airplanes or the airlines have broken poles because they think that they can, like, break down. So they've just, like, cut them in half before. And useless now. The pole's useless. So what do you yeah. do? What do you do if you have to travel far? I mean, are poles the equivalent of, like, a, a baseball bat for a batter, a hockey stick for a hockey player? You got to have a particular pole. I'm sure that's the way, right? You, your pole is your pole. Yeah, yeah. I used uh, when I was vaulting. I would use about I think like six or seven different poles, and they're all like they're all like different lengths, different weights, and the weights don't really mean anything. It's basically just the flex of the pole, so basically how much it can bend. So if you're like bigger poles equal higher height, so if you're on like a stiffer pole, it's going to give you more um, momentum upwards to clear higher bars. This is the most fascinating conversation we've had yet. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the most fascinating. I mean, this is, tell this story. Somebody needs to know this story. You're shooing for NCAA Woman of the Year. Who else is doing this, right? Are the nominees? I don't know who they are, <laughs> but who else is doing this? Nobody. <laughs> Except Macy Mayjoy, and she in her little car driving around, and nobody tailgates her. So there you go. Yeah, hope, yeah, hope, and no one tailgates me. And it's just one pole, right? You don't have multiples. You just have your one you're taking usually. Oh gosh, whenever I think the most I've had on the side of my car is maybe like maybe five, maybe yeah. I think I've fit five on the side of my car before. So yeah, I've got like I've got quite a few poles I'm taking with me usually sometimes it's just one but usually it's at least like two or three Macy Majoy is with us uh, Adventures in Pole Vaulting by the way named the representative of the Sun Belt for NCAA Woman of the Year for all the amazing things she's done for not only her work in the community in the classroom Sunbelt Conference champion in the pole vault at both the indoor track and field and outdoor track and field championships. First team all Sunbelt honors. And um, you won nine meets over the course of the season. And you are the record holder now for both the indoor and outdoor. And, of course, don't forget, you were rocking in a Conference USA. So you're shooing. You're going to win this thing. I'm going to write it down right now. You win this thing. I hope so. That'd be that'd be honestly so awesome, and I'm just blessed to even be nominated. Honestly, like I, like I said earlier, like I've been missing Marshall a lot, and just like being able to be connected to it once again just makes me really happy. Macy Major, our guest. So you got to come back soon because obviously they have to go get your pole. They have to go get your – and you know which one it is, right? They can't fool you. You know which one your pole is. You have to come oh, back yeah. and get it. And they should do something nice. Like, I, I don't know, 
Are you going to use it again, or you just want to keep it as a keepsake? What are you uh, What are you thinking? I just want a keepsake. Like maybe if like I'm feeling up for one day, I'll use it. But I don't know. Maybe just a keepsake for now. Okay, so they could they could polish it up real nice and you know make it look like it. You can present it. Maybe put your name and your records on it. That would be a fantastic gift for Marshall University. I know I'm putting now, them on that would the spot. Be really cool. Yeah. I would definitely hang that up in my house. Okay, so let's make that happen. Macy Mayjoy needs her poll for a Marshall University with her records and everything on that, and she'll put it up in her house. It's obviously going to have to go in a really big room so it can yeah. display properly. Yeah. And you, you, we're not going to break it down or anything because that's just not the point. You know, you, and you're going to transport this thing back home you know, in your car with those hooks, and I need to see the photo of it. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to send you photos of it. Macy may join my guest, the um, the representative for the Sun Belt NCAA Woman of the Year. I know your family and everyone uh, with track and field very proud of you. Uh, we're proud of you as well, and it's uh, it's always good to have an excuse to get you back on the show. And I, I keep telling you, come in, hang out. We'll do this in person. We'll let you interview people. You pick the guest as well. You know, you can do it anytime you want to. Thank you so much. If I'm if I'm back in Huntington anytime soon, I'll be sure to to hit you up and come in. <laughs> deal. It's a deal. Good luck <laughs> and congratulations. Uh, I know. Uh, Thank you, know, you so much. I, I know you're going to win. So, well, I just just go ahead and say it right now. You you're going to win this thing. So uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been an honor, and I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks, Macy. We'll talk to you soon. That is Macy Majoy. She is a nominee for NCAA Woman of the Year. And after that story, I don't know how she loses. I don't think the I don't think the other honorees have anything that can touch that story. More coming up. It's the drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM930. This is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's show. A couple items before we go. Did you see where Marshall Soccer was picked 11th and Kentucky 3rd in the United Soccer Coaches preseason men's college soccer poll? Syracuse picked number one, Indiana 2nd. Ohio State and WVU did receive votes. So soccer season is going to be here and before you know it. Do we really think Marshall is 11th? Seriously, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, we have a little bias here, but do we really think that Marshall is just 11th? Just 11th? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're going to be better than love. They might be on another championship run. Who knows? I don't want to jinx them, but I'm excited for the upcoming season. And, of course, Michael Swan and his squad, I'm excited for what they're doing as well. So we'll get them back on here with us real soon. Until then, uh, we got a couple more days before the weekend, so we'll get those texts in for the rest of the week. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And you can find me on Twitter or X if you want to be cool. And you can follow me as as well, at Paul Swan. I'm just having a hard time saying X. Hey, you can find me on X. It doesn't have the same ring as Twitter, does it? 
No, I don't think so. Follow me on X. I'll be Xing. If you have Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't have Twitter, I I don't know what to tell you, but I went to go retweet something earlier. It's not a retweet anymore. It's a repost. You can quote and you can repost. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm there because I tried all the other social media networks. I, I did Mastodon. Nobody's there. I did, I think, Spoutable or Spout. Nobody's really there. I jumped on threads. It was cool for a couple of days. Nobody's there. I'm still keeping that one. So all I have is Facebook and Twitter. Now X. And you can find me on both of those. The Drive with Paul Swan and Facebook on Twitter slash X. It is at Paul Swan. Looking forward to seeing you soon. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank both my guests, Eden Douglas from the Charleston Dirty Birds and Macy Mayjoy, now a representative of the Sun Belt for NCAA Woman of the Year. Pretty good stuff. Hopefully she's going to be uh, making the final group and get herself uh, another honor to add to her already impressive career at Marshall University. And that's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.